I'd like to thank Catalyst for inviting me and offering the opportunity to share some thoughts on the state of play of the Greek economy and its positive prospects in these challenging global times. Ladies and gentlemen, since the beginning of 2020, the world economy is being tested by a series of unprecedented and consecutive exogenous shocks in the fields of health, energy, and geopolitics. Amid this crisis, and despite the turbulences and high uncertainty and volatility caused by them, the Greek economy has demonstrated a remarkable resilience and important achievements as a result of a well-targeted and effective policies pursued by the government, protecting incomes, jobs, and businesses. Among others, in 2021, a V-shaped recovery has been recorded. Investments and exports of goods and services were strengthened. Unemployment has shrunk significantly. The real disposable income of households were supported. The economic sentiment improved. Non-performing loans decreased and deposits increased drastically. And the Greek sovereign was upgraded. All these achievements are due to and based on the implementation of a prudent, coherent, reform-oriented, growth-friendly, and insightful economic policy. The effectiveness of that economic policy is acknowledged by all stakeholders, like European partners, international institutions, rating agencies, investors. Consequently, the big picture of the Greek economy is positive, and its prospects are even more positive. However, I have to acknowledge that this positive outlook is blurred by new, serious, exogenous difficulties and challenges. Due to the ongoing war in Ukraine, the situation of the European economies each month is getting worse. Many leading factors in the economy are once again under severe pressure. The negative effects have spread throughout the supply chain and consumer sentiment. We are sinking more and more into the quicksand of a new global economic crisis. Citizens' disposable income is sinking dramatically. Growth rates are declining. Inflation is fast increasing. No country can get out of this situation, and of course, this includes Greece, unscathed. And national actions to address the economic consequences are not enough. Thus, collective responses are needed immediately. In this context, as far as Europe is concerned, I would like to share the following comments. First of all, developments in the price of natural gas do not seem to be consistent with the actual disruptions in supply.
This implies a need for interventions to reduce existing distortions and destabilizing speculative pressures. Second, we need to look at how the prices of fossil fuels will be decoupled from the price of electricity, which is at very high levels, regardless of whether it is produced by cheaper energy sources. Third, we believe that attempts towards ensuring adequate storage of gas are very important and should be complemented by joint purchases so as to take advantage of the market power that the European Union, as a single buyer, can exercise. And fourth, we need to build a safety net, as we successfully did during the pandemic, for households and enterprises. Ladies and gentlemen, the recent events reconfirm the importance of being prepared for any eventuality, building up resilience to cope with shocks, and building for the future. Thus, irrespective of the actions that will take place globally, it is of utmost importance to continue implementing internally in Greece a prudent, growth-friendly, and reform-oriented economic policy agenda, improving even more the fundamentals of the Greek economy. This policy agenda is based upon seven pillars. First of all, first pillar, providing well-targeted, one-off support measures, especially for the most vulnerable households and enterprises, utilizing the available European and national tools in order to reduce mainly the heavy energy cost on disposable income. Second pillar, following a prudent fiscal policy, we expect a much better than projected fiscal outcome for 2021 in a few weeks, a significant fiscal consolidation in 2022, and the achievement of realistic primary surpluses from 2023 onwards. This credible fiscal path is mainly based on growth with higher permanent tax revenues enhanced by growth-friendly reduction on taxes and social security contributions. Third pillar, implementing with PDMA a smart issuing strategy. Greek public debt, as confirmed recently, a few weeks ago, by IMF, ESM, and the European Commission, is sustainable because it has a long-weighted average maturity. Most of it is held by the official sector, and it presents a significant fixed rate component. The full early repayment of Greece's outstanding IMF loans, as well as the announced prepayment of a portion of its GLF loans at the end of 2022, according to the ESM, on quotes, sent a positive signal to markets about Greece's financing position, have a positive impact on Greece's 
public debt profile and generate some savings for the Greek budget. Additionally, Greek debt presents low average annual gross financing needs in the range of 10% of GDP for many years ahead. Finally, we maintain substantial cash buffers whose value is equal to approximately 20% of GDP among the highest among the European countries. Thus, Greece, under all circumstances, will service its public debt. Fourth pillar, enhancing liquidity in the real economy. It will be achieved through three routes. First of all, credit expansion. Credit expansion, as started being observed in 2021, based on improving banks' balance sheets. New credit in 2021 stood at 20.2 billion euros. Second route, the implementation of the loan facility of the Recovery and Resilience Plan. This is an innovative financing mechanism aiming to fill the large national investment gap observed in Greece over the last decade using financial leverage as a multiplier for private investment. The loan facility finances only productive investments in selected areas like green, digital, extroversion, innovation, and economies of scale, using a funding scheme ensuring that all players have skin in the game, that the RRF regulation requirements are met, subject to independent audits and controls. Investment projects financed by the loan facility are selected on purely market-based criteria by the participating international financial institutions like EIB and EBRD, as well as commercial banks without any state intervention. These will be the only assessors of the viability of the investment projects and the creditworthiness of the borrower. And the third route in order to enhance liquidity is the implementation of the new insolvency framework, which is truly state-of-the-art. Indeed, we have assigned, we have achieved the first successful debt settlements through its out-of-court workout platform and the first acceptances by debtors. Additionally, we elaborate a number of measures and reforms, including the establishment of a public credit bureau and the central credit registry, as well as the implementation of a national strategy for private debt management in order to prevent future private debt buildup and enhance the secondary NPL market. Fifth pillar, implementing structural changes and utilizing public property. We have developed an ambitious asset development plan through the Hellenic Corporation of Assets, the HCAP, and the Hellenic Republic Asset Development Fund, the HRAF, which is on track. The plan 
include several privatizations and long-term lease projects. The progress of the Hellenicon project on ports, marinas, energy companies, logistics centers is indicative of the plan's successful path. Moreover, we have passed a new labor law, improving at the same time both the business environment and workers' rights and personal line balance. We have also completed a number of important reforms to modernize and digitalize public administration, to reorganize the pension administration, to simplify Adonis, the framework for investment licensing, to provide a modern corporate governance regime, to establish tax incentives in order to boost research and innovation, as well as to attract through the non-DOM scheme investments and human capital from abroad. Finally, in the next few days, we will pass from the Parliament a new law bringing a revolution to the upskilling, reskilling framework of our country. Indeed, over the last three years, we have passed 298 laws from the Greek Parliament, improving our citizens' everyday life and making the Greek economy more friendly for businesses. At the same period, Greece has made significant progress in all governance indicators published by organizations such as the World Bank and Transparency International. Going forward, some of the focus areas include broadening the tax base by further increasing tax collection, increasing public sector's efficiency and productivity, improving the educational and the justice system, enhancing transition to the green, sustainable economic model. Sixth pillar, rationally utilizing the available European funds, having at the forefront the Recovery and Resilience Fund and the new EU Cohesion Fund's National Strategic Reference Framework, totaling 80 billion euros up to 2027. In terms of percentage of GDP, this is an amount double that the funds Greece received in the context of the Marshall Plan. The National Recovery and Resilience Plan, Greece 2.0, is in full swing. To date, 173 planned projects and sub-projects have been incorporated into the implementation phase of total phase value equal to 8.5 billion euros. Last Friday, Greece received the first installment of grants and loans, totaling almost 3.6 billion euros. In order to receive it, we completed milestones relating to eight reforms and seven investments relating, among others, to electromobility and energy savings, the organizational reform of the public employment service, the new legislation of business extroversion, 
the tax codification, the modernization of the Hellenic Capital Market Commission, the setting up of the management, control, and audit systems. And finally, seven pillar, actively participating in the initiatives for the new European economic architecture. Among others, we support the completion of the banking union, the deepening of the capital market union, the agreement on a two-pillar solution to address the tax challenges arising from the digitalization of the economy, the reform of the stability and growth pact. As far as the latter is concerned, given the increase in public debt ratios over the last couple of years globally, a reinstatement of the present fiscal rules in Europe makes little economic sense and would not be credible with markets. The revised fiscal framework should ensure, among others, that debt reduction paths are not front-loaded in the aftermath of the pandemic crisis, fiscal policy is counter-cyclical, productive investment is protected. Moreover, we support a framework fostering national ownership of fiscal adjustment paths, a medium-term approach in fiscal surveillance, as well as the establishment of a central fiscal capacity. Ladies and gentlemen, the continuation of policy implementation based on these seven pillars will lead to the achievement of seven specific targets we have set in the previous years. First target, achieving high growth rates. We observed a strong recovery in 2021, 8.3%. We project a growth rate above 3% in 2022, and we expect significant growth rates from 2023 onwards. The reforms already under implementation, included also in our national recovery and resilience plan, will be paying growth dividends for many years to come. Second target, not only high growth, but also sustainable growth achieving sustainable growth through improving the quality of GDP. Indeed, both investments and export components increased strongly in 2021, and I think that Adonis will mention it later on. We expect, according to the European Commission estimates, the highest compared with all EU peers percentage increases in 2022 and 2023. Third target, exiting the enhanced surveillance mechanism. As Commissioner Valdis Dobrovskis mentioned last Friday, we are going to, on quotes, transit out of enhanced surveillance this summer and receive the final tranches of debt relief, which is to be decided in June. So we are on track even on that target. Fourth target, achieving single-digit rate of non-performing loans on banks' balance sheets. At the end of 2021, the total stock of NPEs declined to 18.4 billion euros, 
and the NPE's ratio dropped to 12.8%, the lowest readings since June 2010. Indeed, in 2021, two out of the four large systematic banks achieved this objective. Fifth target, reducing poverty and inequalities. The proportion of the population at risk of poverty or social exclusion declined in 2020. Overall, based on the available data, the inequality indicators show strengthening the position of the middle class against the richer income groups, reducing the risk of poverty and social exclusion in the general population, stabilizing the position of the poorest income groups against the richer ones. Sixth target, moving towards fiscal balance. I have already commented on that. And finally, seventh target, obtaining the investment grade in 2023. We are moving towards achieving this objective. In the last three years, despite the consecutive crisis we had to face, we have been upgraded by rating agencies eight times. Ladies and gentlemen, I spoke to you today about the seven pillars and the seven goals of our economic policy. We know where we are. We know where we want to go. And we know how to go. Despite difficulties and international volatility, Greece is efficiently implementing reforms and coherent policies, which provide the impetus to form a more resilient and inclusive economic landscape, achieving high and sustainable growth, creating many good jobs, and enhancing social cohesion. Thank you, Nicolas, for the invitation.